This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish and at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. The current post on my blog sort of makes light of the fact that a recent headline in the Mail Tribune's weekly food section a la carte came a few days too late, <laughs> was a story that ran on April 24th, several days after Easter, when it might have garnered a little bit more attention from readers looking to plan a large-scale holiday meal. Because the argument in this story was that it's time to take a closer look at lamb. Of course, I believe that this is a mindset that's coming more than a decade late in the sustainable food and eat local movement because I have been touting lamb for at least that long on my blog, which also features no fewer than a hundred some posts that mention lamb. I did a podcast on this topic about a year ago on May 8th, 2018, under the headline, Herbs, Asparagus, Are Lamb Spring Companions? And that podcast was all about my process for obtaining locally raised lambs, typically by the whole animal, and giving people a little bit more information on how they can go about tracking down that very readily available and sustainable protein source in this area. Spring Fair is Jackson County Expo, where 4-H and FFA students bring their animals to compete, is a great resource, if not purchasing directly from the kids, just making connections with people who are involved in animal husbandry who would have some knowledge of who to go to, as well as any number of local ranches that specialize locally in lamb. And one great source for finding them all in one place is the Rogue Flavor Guide, an annual publication that I worked on recently on behalf of Rogue Valley Food System Network that lists dozens of local ranches that specialize in beef, pork, poultry, other farm products, but quite a number who raise lambs. And As I've mentioned before in the podcast, which was titled Locally Raised Lamb, a Sustainable Option, again posted on May 8th, 2018, this is just a really underrated meat. In fact, I had some friends tell me within the past month or so, and these are people who are pretty clued into local eating, particularly locally raised protein sources. They even hunt some of their own meat. And they commented that they had just purchased their first whole lamb. And wow, how good it was. (laughs) And of course, I said, well, yeah, now go spread the word. Of course, it would mean less for the rest of us who are fans. But of course, that's still an uphill battle to really create a critical mass of lamb fans in the mainstream United States, at least. Although this story that ran in Mail Tribune again on April 24th, and it was by the Washington Post, made mention of the fact that this is the most globally agnostic meat, as they put it. It's pretty much embraced by every culture around the world, from London to Jerusalem to Beijing. It 
lends itself to Middle Eastern flavors, French, Spanish, Italian. It's also a cornerstone of British Sunday lunch. So you'll see it all over except in the mainstream American home. So if there's any way that people could sort of jump on the lamb bandwagon, choosing locally raised lamb, I think is hands down the most favorable way to do that. It's going to taste the best and just going to feel the best about consuming it. But there was one strategy that I recently saw courtesy of the Detroit Free Press, which was also writing about lamb. And that's that it really is comparable in a couple of significant ways to beef. I have said lamb is my family's beef, but specifically the recipe testers for the Detroit Free Press hit on the lamb loin chops being like miniature porterhouse steaks for anyone who's a fan of that cut, which of course has been kind of a darling of the restaurant industry for some time now. And that this cut of meat, the lamb loin chop, is very well suited to the reverse sear method, which has also become very popular in professional food circles over the past few years. And that, of course, turns on its head the more typical notion of decades past that meat should be seared first to create a brown caramelized crust on the exterior and then finish cooking over a lower heat and and restaurants often accomplish that in an oven or there's a few other ways but the reverse sear very simply starts the meat off at a lower temperature which is reputed to cook more evenly the the interior portion and then turn the heat up to high and put that nice caramelized crust on the outside, which actually happens more readily when the meat is partially cooked, according to professional cooks. And that's a technique that the Detroit Free Press recently tried with lamb loin chops, which their writer, Susan Salaski, mentioned can be picked up very, very inexpensively. And the Washington Post had the same opinion that lamb is very affordable, particularly when feeding a crowd. They were specifically talking about a whole leg of lamb in that story. The Detroit Free Press's story talks about purchasing value packs of lamb loin chops at large warehouse type grocery stores, Costco being one. I personally haven't ever tracked them down at Costco, but that's because I have my own whole lamb and I have every cut that comes on it available in my home freezer to cook. So the Detroit Free Press's recipe for this, it's a very, very straightforward sort of clean flavor profile to bring us into grilling season. And that's why I posted it to my current blog, which is on May 6th under the headline, Grill Lamb Loin Chops Like Mini Porterhouse Steaks. (laughs) So you can find that on the current post of my blog from May 6th. The recipe is one that doesn't take a whole lot of time, even including the marinating. The Detroit Free Press talks about how lamb loin chops are so small, they can be marinated in a very, very narrow window prior to cooking, even as little as an hour. Their recipe testers did prepare this 
by marinating the loin chops for about three hours. And that is in a mixture of garlic, fresh rosemary, fresh thyme, kosher salt, black pepper, lemon, and olive oil. And the chops are very, very simply grilled over charcoal or gas heat. And the little trick with this, if you want to evoke a porterhouse steak, is to serve it with the meat cut off the bone, but alongside the bone, and maybe with a nice balsamic reduction next to it, or it would even be beautiful with the chimichurri that was featured in the previous post to my blog from May 2nd. You can go back and find that recipe that ran with an Argentinian style beef kebab, which of course I said I would prefer with lamb. (laughs) So I'm going to go through the Detroit Free Press's recipe for garlic, rosemary, and thyme marinated lamb chops in this podcast. And it calls for two pounds lamb loin chops, which is about 10 individual chops. And that will easily feed four people, according to the Detroit Free Press. They also acknowledge, of course, that lamb chops and just other cuts of lamb are great for people watching their portions, portion control. So start by marinating the lamb loin chops. Place the lamb in a dish and set aside, and then a glass measuring cup. Combine four peeled and minced garlic cloves, a heaping tablespoon of fresh rosemary. This can be the whole leaves stripped from the stem. It doesn't really need to be chopped for the purposes of the marinade. A tablespoon of chopped fresh thyme. Those are the leaves stripped off the stem as well. Sometimes it's a little hard to get the most tender stems free from the leaves, so chopping it can be helpful with that particular herb a teaspoon of kosher salt, a half a teaspoon ground black pepper, and the juice of one lemon, as well as a half a cup of olive oil. Whisk all that to combine with one tablespoon balsamic vinegar. So pour that marinade over the lamb chops in the dish. You could also use a Ziploc type resealable plastic bag for this as well. Turn the lamb chops over to cover them completely in the dish or kind of squish that bag around. And then cover the dish with plastic wrap, refrigerate, and marinate for at least three hours or even overnight. Again, they did say that even just an hour for meat the size of lamb chops will still impart plenty of flavor. So when you're ready to grill these, remove and uncover the lamb about an hour before. You want to bring that meat up to temperature a little bit, up to room temperature. You don't want it ice cold going on the grill. That's not really going to facilitate cooking. So that's a pretty classic cooking technique is to bring the meat up to temperature. Of course, things can remain at room temperature and still be food safe for this period of time, an hour or so. Preheat your grill to medium low heat. That's about 300 degrees Fahrenheit. It's a little bit trickier to gauge that with charcoal grill, but you're going for a medium-low fire here. Place the chops on the grill, close the lid, and grill them for about 10 minutes, or until the chops reach an internal temperature of about 110 degrees. An instant read thermometer is really essential here, a probe-type thermometer. And of course, with lamb chops, they really should be cooked never any more than 
to medium doneness. Medium rare is where most people prefer them. And that's this this recipe is kind of treading the line between medium rare and medium. So once they reach an internal temperature of 110 degrees Fahrenheit, increase the heat on the other side of the grill to high, or if you're using a charcoal grill, obviously pile all those coals up together to raise the temperature and move the lamb chops over to the hotter side of the grill and sear them. This is the outside to get that nice caramelized crust on each side for about two minutes. For medium rare, the internal temperature, this recipe says will be about 130. My experience is to pull the lamb when it's 120 to 125 and let it rest for a five minutes or so, five to 10 minutes, depends on how patient you are, how hungry you are. Because of course, meat continues to cook, carryover cook, the temperature will continue to rise, and the resting allows the juices to redistribute, creating a better texture for the meat. When you cut it open, the juices aren't running all over your plate. That's a very, very common technique with meat cooking, whether you're using the reverse sear method or the more traditional method. Place the lamb chops on a platter and garnish with a fresh rosemary sprig and maybe a balsamic glaze or that chimichurri sauce I mentioned. And you can do that fancy sort of presentation for each diner with cutting the meat off the bone, cutting it into slices and serving it alongside the bone. There's a photo of that on the current post to my blog, which is from May 6th under the headline, Grill Lamb Loin Chops Like Mini Porterhouse Steaks. <laughs> That's at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. And that was a recipe for garlic, rosemary, and thyme marinated lamb chops. Thanks for listening to The Whole Dish.